You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Talk to our good friend in Impact Wrestling, Rohit Raju. We're going to have him come on. We're going to talk about a few things, how the Impact locker room has been since this uh, addition of COVID to it. Uh, His match coming up this Tuesday on Impact Wrestling with the the finesse division champion, Mr. Chris Bay against TJP and Falaba. We're going to get into all that and more this week as we break the ring down. You don't know what hard times are, daddy. The rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. You just made the list. This right here is a family. Hey, this is professional wrestler and professional podcaster, Colt Boom Boom Cabana. My name is Killer Cross. This is The Smoke Show, Scarlett Bordeaux. What's up, guys? The After Machine, Brian Cage. This is Ryan from Pro Wrestling Tees. Sadly, you are not listening to The Art of Wrestling, but you made a decent choice because you're listening. You are now listening to... And you're listening... And you're listening to... You listen to Breaking Down the Ring. 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 Break it down. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Ladies and gentlemen, you are watching, you are listening, you are paying attention to the most inappropriate pro wrestling show in the motherfucking world. You're watching, listening, paying attention to Breaking Down the Ring, and we are your ring crew. Smith Fuchsius. And Z. Smith Fuchsius. And me, the all-Mikey one, and current ring crew champion, Mikey himself. Oh, man, it feels so good to constantly have this belt uh corona kept it out of smitty's hands it kept it out of nick's hands it's just stayed at my house it's corona free it's wonderful oh but yet 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 uh, it's now mine for real uh it feels so good to for nick not to hit save on his pro wrestling scorecard oh baby (laughs) um last week z was not on the show he had to work stupid work takes him away but he really appreciated a line from me uh, spit <laughs> out his drink when I was drinking something, my cherry Pepsi, and I said, ooh, it tastes like a saved pro wrestling scorecard. <laughs> and look, I'll own it, man. I'll 100% own it. I completely won the belt back on a huge technicality. But a win is a win. I am the champ again. Fuck that. Uh-uh. Um, um, this, this, this is how we do dusty finishes in the pro scorecard world. Right. You just, <laughs> you just don't that hit That fucking money in the bank cash-ins. Uh, that's not a dusty finish. That's a money in the bank cash-in, bro. You don't get to get mad about that. That's just the rules and how they flow. And, just, and, before we dive, and before we dive too deep into this, uh, let, let's talk about Smith Fuchsius for a minute. Yeah. What the, what the fuck, fuck is that? that? <laughs> I was literally looking at the Art of War book and I was like, it's, I have a big thick like uh, Barnes and Noble's Art of War book that has like Confucius Analects in it as well. And it was open on my night, it was open on my damn counter. And I was looking at it. All right, Barry. So, so Smith Fuchsius. Okay. That, that one's not going to stick. 
No. No. <laughs> not at all. As a matter of fact, that's not even going to hold up ever. No. Um. So, man, let's first let's get into something that happened last night. Uh, Z was able to watch it, so we're going to get a, a huge, uh, great rundown of everything. The Talk and Shop of Mania, worst pay-per-view ever, happened last night. Uh, Impact helped with a lot of it. Uh, obviously, Rohit Raju from Impact Wrestling is going to be coming on talking with us today. Um, so, yo, man, Z, you watched it. You said uh, the tagline was the worst pay-per-view ever, and because they set themselves up like that, it was actually one of the best things that you've ever watched. Explain why. Oh, uh, <laughs> Well, it it was filmed in Lou Gallo's backyard, okay. and, and they uh, it, it 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 was just a spoof off of every pay per view you've probably ever watched because they they even went like old school territory. So every time they referred to, you know, like uh, Impact Wrestling and other people referred to WWE in their content, at least you know some way shape or form they don't say wwe but they they make their little snarky jokes and whatnot and they kept treating this like an old territory so every time like somebody that used to be in wwe would show up to be like oh yeah i used to work with that guy in uh you know in new york and who the fuck booked him um <laughs> and, and, and I, I i swear to god like kurt, kurt uh brian myers formerly kurt hawkins came out and keith miller formerly her he slater came out and Chad, too bad. Yeah, too bad. Chad, whatever, and Sex Ferguson were having their boner yard match, and those two showed up like the Good Brothers showed up, you know, in the boneyard match for AJ, and they both stopped wrestling. And go, well, who the fuck booked these guys? Um, <laughs> so there's there's just throughout the whole pay per view, they have this. Uh, I, I forget who it was, but they had them come out dressed like Ric Flair. And he was wrestling this other this other no name guy, but they wrestled the whole pay per view. So like they started in a match, and then they went to the back, and then they'd have another match, but then cut back to this this Ric Flair and whoever match just continually going on. So every time that <clears> something <throat> ended, they'd cut back to this, and they'd be like, "Oh my god, they're still wrestling." This is the <laughs> It was it was funny and it was it was fun, you know. It was okay. fun to watch. Like like a lot of it was, I, I could totally understand if people watch this and were like, "This is the dumbest fucking thing ever." But if you're a wrestling fan, if you're you know a smart mark like us, it was hilarious. Just the the things said during it, the things done during it, and nothing was serious. Um, at one point in the match and th this is a spoiler and I apologize. Um, hey, you're saying they, it's spoilers. They did the spot where they fell onto the gravesite and they had one of AJ's old gloves. So the green, the green and black one. Uh -huh. And they, they had the arms sticking up, but instead of just like, you know, at the end of the boneyard match, it was like the wrist and the hand. Yeah. It was, it was the whole arm from the shoulder up. And it was just raised out of the ground. And they, they're like, oh, it's you fell on Uncle Alan's arm. And they, they grab the arm and start beating each other with this prosthetic <laughs> arm with an AJ Styles glove. And at one point, Gallows is going to hit Anderson with it. And he goes, here comes your hand job. <laughs> it just, is that I, what I, you I put got, in the chat? The yeah. Whole, uh... and, 
and I, I, I can't job an uncle. Yeah, and, and <laughs> it, it, they say something along those lines. I was paraphrasing when I said that, but it they they had a lot of fun with it, and you could it, you know we always talk about like the best things in wrestling are when you can tell that the talent is having fun with what they're doing. And yes. you could tell that everybody involved in this was having a blast. And it, and it, and it, and it made the, in my opinion, made it better for the viewer because now, Oh, they're having fun. So I'm having fun. I, uh, I'm definitely going to rewatch it. Cause I, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff I missed cause I, I was doing stuff around my house while watching, but the minute the boner yard match start, I watch that from start to finish. And the, the, <laughs> he, Gallo's, Gallo's like, this is the Undertaker's hearse. I didn't buy this for $2,500 on eBay. And it's got, <laughs> it's got like the Ghostbusters sign on it and it's white and everything. <laughs> like I mean, I'm just, the, the little, the little subtle detail that they put in for this parody, it's it just fantastic. I, I can't, it, I can't say enough good things about it that reminds me of their podcast when they were talking about when he talked about buying that hearse and uh they he was like yeah it's the it's the official uh talking shop uh car yeah. uh, talking shop a mania car wherever we go we're driving that hearse i'm getting my 2500 dollars out of it <laughs> yeah and uh and that was that was the biggest thing so they in the very beginning it, they're like on like a zoom call like we are now and they're, you know, talking back and forth, explaining what you're about to get into. And um, I just lost my train. Oh, and they they tell you, they're like, uh, well, you know, we watched it back. We were a little drunk. Um, we think it's good. But for all intents and purposes, maybe you should get drunk, too. So you will enjoy this as well. <laughs> uh, Sounds like my kind of pay-per-view. Well, it was funny because, you know, Gal is like, yeah, I watched it back sober. And then I had to drink a couple beers. And when I drank a couple beers, shit was awesome. <laughs> so, so whatever. Um, again, and, and it was relatively cheap, too. They, uh, they, and when they open up, too, they're like, well, it's only a $15 pay-per-view. But I still can't believe people are paying that much to watch this shit. <laughs> uh, so it, it, it just reminded me of, you know, how we talk shit about our pay-per-view, our, our podcast. Like, oh, we got six listeners and stuff like that. Like, they had fun with it. and But they did, they did say in the beginning, like, if you follow their podcast to the T, you'll get a lot more of the jokes going on. In, okay. You know, during Talking Shop Mania. Because it, it's, all, it's all podcast-based. So, so... If you haven't watched a pay-per-view in six months or you haven't listened to Talking Shop, you probably won't get most of the references. But mm-hmm. most wrestling marks like us do our homework. So, Right. And that's just what our life is. So we get it. Yeah. yeah I mean, um, theirs is a podcast. I could say I've listened to the one time, you know, uh, about that. But it was a good listen, you know, even, and it was apparently something different than they said that they have done. Um, so I'm even intrigued to listen to more of their podcasts just from the way that, that how they talk. And, you know, the, what, the reason ours works and stuff is because I believe uh, it's a lot of the fact that we're friends, you know, so we're having conversations, we talk, we just rag on each other and stuff, but we're having fun. And that's what, you, like you're saying with the pay-per-view, people know when something is genuine, when something is fun and no matter what people will be having fun along with it as well. And I hope that's what the people who uh, listen to watch us and everything are uh, doing as well. You know, 
And to give you another <clears> idea of like how how parody of parody this is, Enzo came out last night and he gets to the ring, grabs the microphone, and goes, How are you doing? <laughs> 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 and, I mean, and he proceed and he proceeds to uh, have uh, cut like one of his uh, WWE promos, but it's all like slow spoken and it's not PG. And he's like, and at the very end of it, he goes, "I don't even know why the fuck you listen to me talk. Who booked this shit?" And drops the mic. <laughs> it was. Uh, that that one definitely caught my attention, and and there's a lot of familiar faces in there. Uh, there's a lot of people I don't know in there as well. Uh, but all in all, like if I had to rate this as far as best pay per view, um, I I would give it about probably a two for like the wrestling ability. But as far as like the the full blown entertainment factor and the the comedic factor, they they get you know. A five, for sure. Like and ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. The one, the only, Impact Wrestling star, the beautiful man himself, Rohit Raju. What's Sir, up, fellas? How you guys doing? I see, you're, I see you're drinking out of your last Jedi mug. <laughs> yeah, don't ever insult. <laughs> don't ever insult this Darth Vader mug like that ever. Hey, <laughs> I, I just want you to finally admit that after the prequels were made, that The Last Jedi is a top five Star Wars movie made uh, after the prequels. So uh, if there's only five, I think you can agree with that. Do you want to start this conversation? <laughs> I hate that movie talk- so much. I've never I even watched it again after. I refuse to watch it. <laughs> and then the funny thing is the, the sequel trilogy is such a disappointment to me. Now, granted, I will say this. They are better movies than better made movies than the prequels but the prequels as a whole tells a, a actual coherent story whereas the sequel trilogy is just a i don't know man that thing's a hot mess and yeah, i don't know <laughs> you get what you get when you just do a you you uh have a committee trying to make a movie and you don't have an a b and c and you just let people do whatever they want with it and it you just, know it it's failed a, it's that sounds a lot like uh some New York-based wrestling company? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just seems things they don't really have a full coherent story. Um, I actually want to talk to you real quick. It's something I thought of last night. Um, just at work, I was uh, talking about old stuff, uh, wrestling, and how you know you used to have the backstage vignettes and how we were having you come on today. And a lot of the stuff that you've been doing is, you know, a lot of backstage with vignettes with Chris Bay, the stuff with TJP and Falaba and everything. And you're like, but you would, I can work with that. And you take off running to go, you know, Chris Bay. And I'm like, dude, that's genius. That's not something you see in any wrestling company much anymore. There's a lot of backstage vignettes where the interviewer is interviewing them, but you don't get a lot of wrestler interaction anymore. Like even AW, WWE, other things that you're watching, there's, Anything backstage is usually a uh, interview type promo. Now, you guys are still in Impact are still doing what they did back in the day because that was stuff. Some of the best stuff, you know, Kurt Angle and Steve Austin. Yeah. With, you know, Kurt Angle with the little hat. You know, uh, interviews are great too. But some of the stuff that made you love somebody so much more was the backstage interaction. Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar with the milk and things like that. 
So you guys are doing that. I honestly feel Impact Wrestling right now, in my honest, humble opinions, not just because you're on the show, I've said it for the last couple of weeks, is overall the best thing to watch in wrestling because it just feels more fun. Uh, I know a lot of people like AEW for the high spots and the matches and everything. And there are people that if you watch WWE and you're a diehard fan of WWE, you're in for the entertainment. You're not in there for the wrestling ability because everything's basically the same. Right. Right. And sure, you can have a lot of great matches in AEW, but sometimes out of certain areas, it just feels like they're trying to give you these high spot matches. You guys at Impact are overall, I think, encompassing everything that's making it better. Even with Heath coming back and trying to, you know, Scott DeMore playing along with him in the backstage and things like that. yeah, it's I just a, it's a huge combination. <laughs> so, what do you think? I mean, are you doing? Are they doing that on purpose because they don't think it's in wrestling, or is it just something that they feel to do because, hey, this is great for our audience? I don't know. As far as when it comes to stuff like that, I don't talk to creative. So, to my knowledge, they were always doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember even back when I think Bischoff was there, they were doing those style of backstage promos where they were like, well, just pretend like the camera's not there type stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, but it does, to, it does go back to where you said like the attitude era, cause that stuff was great. I love that. And I'm a big fan of also cutting the regular promo, but so you get a little bit of both A right. and B of that. And they probably do it to, it helps with the story. Mm-hmm. It helps tell whatever the storyline is. One of my biggest problems, to me, professional wrestling, like all media, has become this elitist thing. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many elitist fans out there. And for me, it, 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 they have to have something to dog on. And each company has its, its great things. Each company has its bad things. Now, I will agree. I haven't watched WWE in a long time. I don't know how their creative works. I have only know what people that work there have told me, but I am as a wrestling fan, I am not into what they do. Uh, I've tried to watch it and I'm just like, I can't get into it. And I like a lot of the wrestlers, a lot of the talent that's there. I'm a huge fan of a lot of people. I think Randy Orton's one of the best guys out there today of all time, Mm -hmm. but there's just some things I just can't get into. And I don't, and it, it, to me, it feels like, and I, and I always say this, it feels like they used to be back in the attitude era. They were professional wrestling trying to be a TV show. Now they feel like they're a TV show trying to be professional wrestling. It's very corporate. And it's like you said, a lot of it is the same. It's like this cut and paste, copy, paste, <clears throat> copy, paste. And for me as a wrestling fan, I don't dig that. Uh, AEW, I like some things and I don't like th- some things. I am not a big fan of the super high spot. Crash and burn, crash and burn, crash and burn, crash and burn. Right. Um, my favorite matches. Now, I love watching Kenny Omega wrestle. I think he's one of the best. Mm-hmm. I think he's fantastic. But to me, I get invested in. To me, one of my my favorite feuds will always be The Rock and Austin, and that is because they. If you ever look at their matches, their matches aren't compared to what people call spectacular nowadays. They're not spectacular. It's punch, 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 brawl on the outside duck one, hit the thighs, maybe back body drop. But there's so much emotion and drama that has been built of who they are. You can't wait to see them tear into each other. Mm -hmm. It's almost like boxing. Sometimes you just like to watch people punch 
and brawl, but then you like to see the sweet science of it where you're counter punching and you're, and you're moving around and you're playing defense and stuff like that. And it depends on what type of fan you, you catch. I like the stuff when like MJF is cutting a promo or Cody cuts a very emotional promo, stuff like that. Or the big reveal when Brian cage comes down, those are the moments for me. And then they have the match, but in the matches, it's almost like, and I'm not trying to insult the product, but some of the matches, it just reminds me of a glorified indie show where there is no substance sometimes. And it's like, okay, how can we get to the next spot? And then sometimes that is done real well. Like when you watch Okada and Kenny Omega, there's high spots. It's put in the right time and place. And there's that drama that unfolds. Sometimes there's that, Oh, let's just get all this crazy stuff in. And then fans are just like, Oh my God, that's so amazing. These guys are great. You know what I mean? And it's just like, okay, if that's what you like, cool. But to me, that's not great just because you can do this move or you did this crazy spot, as I like to call it, or Cody Diener would call it, uh, GIF wrestling. It's it's the GIF wrestling and the highlights are, are what gets you over nowadays or how good you are at social media. It's almost where uh, uh, social media pushes popularity over talent. So, yeah. uh, and, and I do feel like Impact has a very – a grasp on all of that. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing that bothers me is that we get treated like shit. Our yeah. company gets insulted. Uh, our company, and people still act like we're the same company when uh, what's her face was running it. I can't remember. Dixie Carter. Dixie. Yeah. We're not the same company or when Jeff Jarrett was running it or when Bischoff and Hogan were running it. It's not the same company. No. Yes. We have, Minor issues. There was something that made me upset that there was audio issues when Heath and I were doing our segment on the anniversary. I don't care what you say. Nobody was hyping up LAX, but now everyone's on their nuts that they're on AEW. Nobody right. was really talking about Brian Cage as much, but now everyone's on his nuts that he's on a, that he's in AEW. Nobody was talking about Killer Cross as much, as, except when he was going through the contract dispute nobody's talking. Now they're talking about him because he's on NXT. Where do you think these guys mm-hmm. come from? You know, what do you think yeah. they were doing when they were with us? They were kicking yeah. ass. What do you think the North is doing? They're one of the best tag teams in professional wrestling right now, but they don't get that recognition because of where they're at. And there's a lot of things that impact could do better hands down, but what company and professional wrestling promotion couldn't. And I hate the fact that these, these elitist fans are like that, like, oh, Impact sucks because this, this, this. Oh, you bring in Heath Slater because do you realize Heath Slater is a talented individual that never got his his shot? I'm going to put myself over. Yeah. Do you realize that I'm a talented individual that for the longest time I've been eating shit, eating shit, eating shit at this company? You know what I mean? What if I went to a different company and people are like, well, Raju's a jobber because yada, 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 yada. It's, it's stupid. That mentality yeah. is so stupid and, and it honestly bothers me. It's, you know, and Impact now they're finally like, well, you know, Let's give this dude an opportunity. So every opportunity they give me, I take advantage of it. So they give me more opportunity. And it's now I'm starting to make headway for myself, you know, and it's, it just makes me mad that, you know, you put us over like that, but not a lot of people view us like that. They just try to, they bandwagon jump. Oh yeah. This, this wrestler says this is shit. So I'm going to say that it's like, have some balls. Think for yourself. It's so annoying. And that type of mentality, it it drives me up the wall. And uh, I think, I stand by our product, not because I, I worked there. When I first got there in 2017, I thought it was horrible. I was like, this is some horrible shit. 
but it got better. It got better and it kept getting better. And, it, and it, there's still room for improvement, hands down. But mm-hmm. our slam anniversary card was amazing. The surprises. Yeah, from the top to bottom. Yeah. And the people that were watching it, the people that were watching it and commenting on it, you know what I mean? That should show you right there. And I just think we don't get, we get a horrible uh, a shake. We don't get a fair shake. People already judge us and they keep us in this category and they judge us from past experiences mm-hmm. where we've blown that out of the water. We're not even that company anymore. We're a way better company. And I do think we have every right to be considered top three, but for whatever reason, Twitterverse and, you know, wrestling fandom, it doesn't allow us that because everything has become so elite. The same thing with movies, same thing with video games, anything entertainment wise, everyone has become such an elitist to where if you're not in this group, then you don't know what you're talking about. And it's like, just like it, it's wrestling, like AEW, like WWE. You don't have to like everything about it, but it's wrestling. There's certain things you can like about it. Like I love New Japan. You know what I mean? But I don't like everything that New Japan does. I think that all their six-man tags are exactly the same. But when it comes to their big shows, I don't think people can touch that. You know what I mean? It's like the same thing with us. I think we're doing so many things that are well. We have so many uh, great people on our roster. We don't get the credit that we deserve. It's annoying, frankly. It's very annoying. I can't even argue that. Uh, You know, it's been crazy. Smitty has been putting over Impact Wrestling uh, since, honestly, man, I want to say. Yeah, day one since like uh, a little bit before the last time that we had you on. Because the last time that we had you on, um, obviously, the, f- the first time you came on our show was like, it's crazy to see you grow in this company, right? You come on the show, you're, you're, uh, you're doing the little things. You're still going by the, the old school name and everything. But then you come in the next one, you have, you've had a good run so far for a, a year, year and a half. You're in the Desi Hit Squad. And now you're, you're doing stuff that's even higher up the card. We are watching you grow. And, dude, you are one of the people who, regardless of wrestling ability, you're just one of the nicest people. Too. You're you're straight up. You're honest. You're you're not one of these bullshitters or anything that you hear a lot about in certain companies. You're just a good human being. And then the fact that you're also talented in ring, spectacular on the mic. You know, anytime we hear you talk, it's great. There's comedy in it. There's there's seriousness when it needs to be. I I will champion you because of just who you are. It's it's literally like one of watching one of your favorite indie wrestlers just get bigger and bigger and you're like dude i've been on his, i've been on his bandwagon since day one and like you're saying now with impact it's kind of that same thing yes it was having a problem at one point where it was like it would take one step forward and then there'd be two steps back last time you guys weren't on access tv you were on the show you you were just getting twitch so it was becoming a little bit more mainstream but like you said last time you're like i think we i in my honest opinion that you needed a good television station to get and reach a broader audience. Then you got access TV. Now you guys are reaching a broader audience. And like, and again, it is nowhere near the same thing. It was the last time you were even on the show. No, and Smitty not. has been, yeah. And Smitty has been championing it since before that. I, I personally have, um, I would watch here and there. Obviously I'm putting you over anytime I, I see you, but I've never watched a show that I've been like, that wasn't that good, you know, or, Oh, it was, it, it was, it was hit and miss. You know, I, like you said, there's, you can find anything about something that you don't yeah. like that you're not yeah, supposed not, to. Not like everything's going to be great. Like, even, right. you know, impact, there's things like I'll be watching backstage and be like, eh. And then there's things I'm like, man, how come people aren't talking about this? And right. 
you know, and it, it is. And I honestly, I, I want to say I appreciate like you guys, especially you, because you're always, uh, you know, singing my praises like on social media and stuff. I have I don't have a huge fan base, but I do have a cult following and it continues to grow. And it's funny, I'll sneak into Twitch. If I have time, I'll watch, you know, I try to watch Impact and, and do live tweets. But I'll sneak in the in uh, on the Twitch chat, and there's a bunch of people. Every time I'm on there, they're like, "Why don't they do more with him?" And this, that, and the other. And they're finally giving me a little something, giving me a little storyline and stuff, which is, you know, makes me feel great because I feel like I'm one of those people that has the ability to do whatever they need me to do, and I have whether, like you said, it's been comedy, whether it's been uh, slapstick, whether it's been serious. Uh, to me, Kurt Angle was one of the best at that. He could turn it on, he could turn it off. You know, he could yeah. be very silly, Kurt Angle, and then when he could be a killer, and he could just be boom, just like that. And to me, uh, I remember there was a wrestler. I won't say who he was. He's like, "Who? What are you? you? Sometimes you're funny, but then when you're in the ring, you're you're angry." He's like, "You got to choose one." And I'm thinking to myself, "Excuse me, I'm not Kurt Angle, not even close. I'm not Eddie Guerrero, but those were guys that could do it right from jump." Uh, heel Steve Austin, he could do that. He could be that mm-hmm. funny, and then he could be a stone cold killer in the next. To me, yeah. it's range, it's diversity. You should be able to do that. So that's what I. Those are my inspirations as far as the character goes, and that's what I try to do. And I've got, I've been frustrated with the company. There was a while there where they're like, "You're, we're keeping you in the hit squad. You're doing all this stuff, and I'm just wanting to break out, break out, break out." And I kind of got the opportunity to do that because of COVID. So, you know, Shira's in India, Raj is injured, Gama's in Calgary. So they're not coming over anytime soon. So yeah. now it's just me. So it's like, hey, what do we have? We have to do something with him. What can we do? So they throw me a bone. I kill it. They throw me a bone. I kill it. They, they put me in this backstage vignette. Everyone, you know, people start talking about it. They put me on there with Heath which was super cool. And I'm going to say this, Heath Slater or Heath Miller or whatever, one of the coolest guys, you, you know, you try, you put me over, that's him. Um, I was very nervous when I did my thing with him because I didn't know how he would be. He's coming from WWE. He's making a ton of money. I've dealt with people like that before that are complete assholes. When um, the guy that was doing our segment introduced me to him. He goes, Oh yeah, I know who this is. I've been watching him. He was with Terry doing, you know, his stuff. I've been paying attention to him. And then I laid out what I kind of wanted to do after I figured out, you know, what we're, what we're going. He's like, man, I love that. He goes, I don't even need that much. How about I just reverse this and you come out the corner and I'll hit you with my deal and everything else you want to do. You do it. And I said, are you okay with that? He's like, yeah, man. He said, do you get yourself over? And I said, all right. And then, when wow. I did it, he thanked me. And he goes, are you nervous? Before we went out there, I said, I'm always nervous. I said, but I'm more anxious. It's more of a, I want to do it. I said, but as soon as I get through the curtain, it's go time. I said, are you nervous? He goes, kind of. I said, how are you nervous? You've been in, you know, this situation a lot. He goes, yeah, but, it, you know, it is what it is. I said, okay. And uh, we sat down and we talked. And after it was done, he goes, I just want to thank you. I know how it is being that guy where every time someone new comes in the company, you got to put them over. And you're struggling to make a name for yourself. And every time they bring in somebody new, you got to put them over. He goes, just, I just want to let you know, I've been in your situation. And I appreciate that. And he was just really cool. And we talked and wow. we talked about how we get frustrated with wrestling. He was talking about his frustrations, you know, when he was at WWE. And then at the same time, I was telling him, I said, the only reason 
I still do it is because I love, and before I could finish my sentence, at the same time, we both said wrestling. I was like, this guy is one of those, one of the good ones, you can tell. And uh, he was just super cool, man. And he thanked me every time I saw him at the tapings. He thanked me for Saturday. He thanked me for Saturday. And um, he he put me over. He said, your money. He said, you're, you're, you you have what you need to do. Your promo was great. Your, your, your strikes and everything were great. He said, your money. You just got to keep hustling. And uh, I thought that was really cool because we both were talking about how we've dealt with some assholes in this business. You know what I mean? I've dealt with mm-hmm. guys that weren't even that over. But they made it, you know what I mean? They made it to WWE, they made it to WCW, and then you deal with them, and they're just like, it's like, dude, do you forget where you came from? I'm trying to do the same <laughs> thing you did. I'm sitting here hustling and struggling and eating shit. Like, you did that. So why would you yeah. be an asshole to me? Why would you already assume, like, hey, man, this promotion booked me against you for a reason, because I'm good, and I'm going to put on a good match with you. So why would you be an asshole? Or I'm, yeah. I signed the dotted line for a reason. You know, I may not be at your level yet, but what do you think I'm here for? I'm trying to be at your level. And so I've dealt with a lot of people like that. But it's funny because sometimes it comes full circle and, uh, you know, you see these people again and maybe they didn't expect you to be sticking around this long. And then they see you and you're in a position where they're not anymore. And, you know, you see them again and they're just like, oh, hey, what's up, man? It's good to see you. It's like, yeah, when I first met you, it wasn't that (laughs) sucker. And now it's a little bit different, you know what I mean? So, but yeah. I am where I would want to be vengeful and tell them to eat shit. I don't. I shake their hand because I'm a professional, and you know that's just how I am. But, but yeah, man, he's he's a great dude, and um, I'm I'm very happy that Impact is finally giving me things like I got a chance. Moose is one of the top guys, so I got to do a promo with him. I felt like that yep. promo was very entertaining. And then I have a match where I get to be in the ring with Tommy Dreamer. You know what I mean? Tommy Dreamer's one of their top guys, and I'm tagging with Moose. So, and then I do a spot where I go and I'm on a pay-per-view cutting a live pay, uh, promo with Heath. And Heath is obviously someone they care about because they're bringing them in. They want to make it special. And they put me in that situation. Yeah. Even the same thing with Scarlett when they gave her her first intergender match. They put me in that role. So it's, for me, it's, I'm not where I want to be because I know I can be a top guy. But also... I have to realize they're putting me in good spots because they trust me and yes. they know that I'm going to get that segment over. So, but I don't always want to be the workhorse. I don't always want to be the good hand because I know I can be more than the good hand. So, right. And, um, future X division champion. I hope so. That's, you know what I mean? I, I hope that's what it is. Hell future world champion. I know I'm not the tallest, biggest guy, but Daniel Bryan proves that, you know, you don't need to be in my opinion to me, my promos, I want to separate. I can't do what the rascals do. There's no way in hell I'm going to do that sliding fucking Canadian destroyer. Like uh, the thing that Naomi did, did? which was like, <laughs> dude, that was, but I, I think, I don't think it was Naomi's fault. I think it was Lacey's fault because Lacey, yes, yeah. Lacey didn't go. She kind of, yeah. you know what I mean? Like Naomi was going and Lacey kind of, I think she was scared to take it, which is a freaky move to take. Yeah. But Trey and Swan, it was like ooh. beautiful. God, those those two I, guys. Well, give me goose. I'm got goosebumps just thinking about it, man. That part of the interruption. The only reason no, I give shit to, to to Naomi with it is because on Twitter today I was literally just showing uh, Z and Smitty that she goes, uh, "It's actually a sliding blockbuster, uh, not a Canadian destroyer. It's just oh, something I no, thought of." She no, literally said, "It's no. something I thought of that I didn't take from anybody else," and it's like. 
dude, it was just done weeks yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah, you can't. That's you lose you lose <laughs> so, face yeah. real quick right there. Oh, oh man, so I was just like, all right, cool. Rather than just you know saying there was a botch in the move, which it happens to everyone. No one's yes. expected to be perfect. It's not. I think Lacey and Naomi can go. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Hands but, down, hands but you there was a mess up. It's simple as that. Just accept no. it. But don't tell anybody that that's your it's a sliding blockbuster and it's your yeah. move. It's like it's not. Someone literally just did it in impact yep. a week and a half ago. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. You were talking about uh that you've been getting thrown a bone because of COVID. So let's talk a little bit about COVID. It has completely changed the wrestling landscape. Right. Yeah. There went from shows with no fans to shows being shut down for a little bit. Uh, to shows where AEW is doing it, where it has uh, faces and heels in the crowd being very uh, themselves, to WWE bringing in the piped noise with real people, right? It's like, this is who you're going to cheer for. This is who you're going to boo. That's what you're going to do. Do that. But you guys are still doing it, no fans at all. And yet somehow, I guess I just shouldn't be surprised anymore, um, it's still very entertaining to watch. It's not like you're watching a no fan product. How is the locker room right now uh, deal, dealing with COVID? And how does it feel to be out there as a, as a wrestler doing things with no fans? When we first started doing it, and even the first day you're there, it's rough because the fans, it's like they always say, they get basketball as a sixth man, you know what I mean? It gives you that adrenaline. When you walk out there, you hear those cheers, or you hear those boos, and you know you're telling that story. But as you're telling that story in the ring, and you have, you know, you have them. It's like it gets you like, man, I could do anything. Okay, you want to do that top rope suplex? Let's do it. Even though I'm going to feel it ten minutes after we get to the back, but you know, you don't <laughs> care. When you get out there for the first time, I, I never forget the first. I think my first match was a like a six way X division match man and Trey hit me with a forearm and I was just like oh what am I doing and then you get hit you take that first bump and you're just like oh man because it's not that adrenaline isn't going mm-hmm. but after a while you start cooking and then uh you're you're good to go because it's just like wrestling wrestling it's like riding a bike and then you forget and instead of playing to the, the crowd you're playing to the camera and you get a little bit more of your character over which is pretty sweet uh, I think the rest, I mean, we, we prefer fans. One of my biggest things, I miss going to shows. I miss, you know, I'm, I'm glad I get to do impact, but man, not being able to do shows every weekend, that's money out of my pocket. That's also just not being able to wrestle and, and perfect your craft a little bit more because that helps you try new things and stay crisp and stuff like that when you're doing these shows and make some money. So that really sucks. And I don't see how that's going to change because TV is one thing because it's TV. So you can get away with that unless you're putting it on like IWTV or or something of that nature, or you're doing outside shows, you're not having any shows. Right. And I don't know what people are going to do in the winter time. I have no idea what they're going to be doing in the winter. Like these outside shows, unless they travel South where it's obviously warmer, but I have no, no clue. And that sucks for me. Um, you know, I'll probably have to pick up a part-time job doing something because the money just isn't coming in. When I was right. wrestling, it was impact and then wrestling every single weekend, bang, mm-hmm. bang, bang. And money was just, it was fine. I was, I was good. 
I could pay bills and my wife, you know, she'd work and pay bills. So it was, it was working, but now it's like, man, I might have to go back to the nine to five and hustle on the side and do all that stuff. But I'm going to do that probably after summer because I've enjoyed my summer. Luckily for right. me, I have a home gym and I'm in be- the best shape I've ever been in. Like uh, physical wise, cardio sucks, but uh, <laughs> my body I'm at 180 pounds and for the longest time I couldn't keep that. Plus I'm getting older. And so my body doesn't shed weight. And like, I like to, if I drink, it's like the next day I'm bloated as all hell. So, but I stay, <laughs> I stay at 180 and normally I, I would fluctuate between 165 and one like 73, but now I'm staying at 180. I eat grilled food every single day. Um, I lift every single day. I get all my protein that I'm supposed to get. And I'm in better shape than I ever was, which is freaking sweet. So for me, it's a little bit different. But everyone, man, we're everyone's suffering, you know, for yeah. especially wrestlers. You can't go wrestle. You're not getting unemployment if you didn't have a job beforehand, you know. And then people are having to go get jobs and get work and stuff like that. But for me, I'm just trying to make the best of it. I do miss doing a lot of things. But I just I've been working on my house. I put in a new kitchen floor. I'm going to be painting the kitchen again today. So that's all I've been trying to do and just make the best of my time because life don't stop. You just got to adjust to it. Right. Uh, One of the biggest things in wrestling right now, and actually it has affected every company, your company for sure has been the uh, speaking out movement. Uh, I don't want to get into specifics or anything like that on anybody at all. I I don't care. Right. I only wanted to know uh, regarding to you is, how things are currently in the locker room uh, with all of this. How do you think things should change so a lot more people are more comfortable? Because let's not pretend like this is just women because uh, a lot of men came out to uh, talking about things that happen with other people. But it is a it, it seems to be like there was an old school mentality that needs to grow, right? Yeah. But at the same time, it affected your company in a way that I thought your company handled it the best. Uh, I thought impact, like your company impact wrestling, I feel personally handled it the best. That's another reason why I've kind of stopped watching other uh, wrestling companies. Cause I'm like, as a father of a daughter who's 11 and will grow up and whether she does anything, I'm like, I don't want to ever be associated with something that would just make it look like my daughter doesn't have a voice in her feelings. Like, you know, I also understand that it's, there's a lot of times where it's like, this person said this happened, so we have to do this to this person. And that's not true either. Right. I think that everything does need a full-fledged uh, type investigation. But then there's other companies that are like, we're going to wait to hear something. And then you've got four or five more people coming out. And they're like, we're still going to wait to hear something. Right. You guys, however, uh, you know, handled the, the situations that you had uh, quick. And now I'm just wondering, how is it in the locker room since? And then, again how do we move forward in wrestling to where this is not such a big thing that ever, like there's always going to be something let's not pretend like anything's going to be perfect in the future, but something like an internet explosion of this guy did that. This woman did this, this person did that. We should never have anything like that again. Instances. Sure. You're not going to avoid it. How do you think wrestling should move forward uh, to hopefully never get this again? Well, there's always that, mentality in professional wrestling that was the I guess you could say fraternity mindset mm-hmm. where you had to pay, I, I totally believe in paying your dues 
I am not this wrestling is for everybody person. I believe you should be setting up rings. I believe you should be working hard and busting your ass. I do not believe you should be doing sexual favors or any of that stuff. That's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I feel horrible for these victims that had to come out and that, and people that have dealt with that stuff. That's insane. And um, I think that's just people that were already, I guess, having that mindset and having power and take advantage of their power on these people that were trying to break into a business and they were trying to, you know, uh, either one, they had no respect for these the victims that they did this to. They obviously had no respect for them. Or two, they figured, hey, I'm untouchable. I can get away with this. That sucks. Uh, as far as the locker room, the locker room's fine. You know, I'm sure people go off and they have their private conversations, but their locker room's fine. It's it, it it's crazy because some of these people that are gone, I can you know, I was friends and and I was friends with them, and I, I talked to them on a regular basis, and I actually looked to them for advice. But then there's that side of them that just whatever, you know what I mean? That's on them. And that's, that's horrible. Yeah. And it's crazy when, when those when stories like that would come out, I was like, damn, that's, that's insane. I never thought that was, that, that was happening, but you know, it, it did. And it's very unfortunate and it's more unfortunate for the victims. And, you know, I, I think it's, it's such a, it was so crazy, but good for people for coming out and speaking out on that stuff. I do believe some people tried to take advantage of it, you know, and it, it, to me, it took away from the victims and they just tried to be like, well, I got bullied and this and this. And sometimes the bully for me, I believe in tough love. I believe in certain things. Obviously, certain things get taken too far, but I, I believe in some of the things people were saying were just like, OK, you either one, you have a vendetta against this person or two, you just want attention or three. You're misconstrued. You're, you're misunderstanding what the whole speak out thing is about. I believe in tough love. I, that's for me because I grew up in an era where a coach was screaming in my face, telling me to get my ass up and do the play right. Uh, some people don't yeah. agree with that. Me, that's me. I'm, I have thicker skin. I, I deal with racism and stupid shit on you know a weekly basis. So because of the color of my skin or my name or whatever, I, especially in professional wrestling. I get, you know, for years that people have tried to stereotype me or type gas me or, or whatever, you know, luckily with impact, they want me to do an Indian gimmick, but it's still me being me. So, right. but I've dealt with that stuff, but I'm not saying that's just me. I'm not saying people are wrong for how they feel, but I do feel that some people try to take that and turn it into a personal vendetta or they misunderstood what the message was. And it's, they tried to use that and it wasn't the time or place for that. I think professional wrestling, people just need to grow up. You know, you can't be doing that type of stuff. Be good human beings to each other. I, I I do believe in getting that tough love. If you, if you messed up in the ring and you get your ass chewed out backstage that I believe in that, you know, you're a professional. You should be, you should be doing the things that you're trained to do. And if you can't do that spot or that thing, you need to like, Hey man, I'm not comfortable doing that. Or I don't think I can do it. Let's not do it, especially at a high caliber or caliber uh, level. Um, now, being treated like shit, I don't believe in. Being sexually yeah. abused, no, I don't believe in. Locker room talk of some of somewhere to say it. Sure, you can do that stuff around your friends, but don't talk inappropriately around people that you don't know or that are uncomfortable with it. That's just common sense, in my opinion. You just don't do stuff like that. Um, 
I think people just need to get that type of mentality. It needs to leave not only wrestling, but just things in general. And if you're that type of person, then you, you don't, you know, you either need to do a quick course correction or you need to get the hell out because you don't need that, you know, you right. know, in professional wrestling, we don't need it. <clears throat> and you need that type of uh, solidarity between people and you don't need predators preying on people. I, I, that's just ridiculous to me. So especially like young girls and stuff like that, that, that's right. some of that stuff blew my mind and it's sick and it's real sick. But, um, I, I, I hope that this is a wake up call and, and I, I don't want to, some people got, were getting in trouble for saying stuff that they did years ago. And we've all said stupid stuff, whether it was right or wrong. And some things were between this person and that person, but it's that mob mentality where everybody wants to jump on. You know what I mean? Like this sometimes yeah. cancel culture is not right. Sometimes yeah. people, they just jump on the bandwagon. You're guilty until proven innocent and they want to ruin your life. I have said plenty of things to offend people and been like, man, what the hell was I doing? Why did I say that? I learned from it. I have done things. I have upset people. I have offended people. I have reacted out of anger. I'm a human being. I don't do that consistently. But the thing is, I have learned from my mistakes and I would never repeat them again. And I would expect other people that have done these things to learn from their mistakes. And something I didn't like was when I saw some people speaking out and condemning certain people. Some of these people are not squeaky clean. You know what I mean? They were okay. doing the same thing that some of these dudes were doing. I, you know what I mean? And, and that's not okay. So don't be throwing those stones unless you can better yourself and, and, and correct yourself. And that's one thing I think everybody needs to. Yes. You can be like, you can speak out against that stuff. Not at like, not like the people, the victims, but like fans yeah. or other people that tried to rally around it. But you better be speaking out, looking in the mirror too, and be like, hey, there's things I got to change. Or there's things right. I did that I can't do again, because we're all guilty of that. Whether yeah. it's really heinous or not, like the heinous stuff and the stuff that it continues. No, that's not okay. You can't, you can't do that. And, and that, that has no place in anywhere in society. And that's, and that's just wrong, period. Yeah. You, sh- you shouldn't be doing that stuff. But some of the lighter stuff, I guess you could say, like the words or the stuff that came across bullying. bullying. I know a lot of people are guilty of that. And we all mm-hmm. need to better ourselves and not be assholes to people and make sure it's not a thing that we're continuing. Like I try to treat everybody with respect. I was bullied as a kid. <clears throat> and then we, when I got to, I think, like fourth, fifth grade, I said, man, screw this. And I started being a bully. I started having a chip on my shoulder. And anyone that said anything crossed to me, I was fighting them. And by the time I got to high school, I didn't want to be that person anymore. I found people that I got along with and, you know, that I clicked up with and I was cool. I just want to have fun with my friends. Mm -hmm. And then as I got into, and I don't want to be taking it off subject, but as I got older, I didn't want to be, hold on to that negativity. I didn't like when people disrespected me. So I, would speak out on it or I would react to it and try not to react in a way that would get myself in trouble, but I would stand up for myself. Uh, and I know how that feels, man. And nobody should feel that. So when young wrestlers come to me and say, Hey, can you watch my promo? Can you watch my match? I don't tear them down. I'll give them constructive criticism, but I don't tear mm-hmm. them down. I don't believe in bullying people. I've been, like I said, when I went to impact in 2017, there was clicks and wrestlers there that treated you like shit. And I hated it. 
you know, and it's not like that anymore. I think our locker room is a really good locker room that people can learn from. We don't allow that mentality in there. And, and when it did happen, those people are gone. When they got, when they got found out for it, they're gone. That type of stuff, it shouldn't be allowed. And you should honestly stick together and not allow that stuff to happen in a locker room. But also I think, like I said, going back to what I was originally saying, people need to look at themselves and better themselves in a lot of ways too, before you jump on somebody for saying something stupid, because we've all said something stupid. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but the other stuff, like I was saying, the heavy accusations, the sexual assault, stuff like that, that has no place anywhere. And I hope now that the speak out movement has happened, that professional wrestling can smarten up and move on from that stuff and weed out those people and get them out of the business because that has no place in anywhere, let alone professional wrestling. You know, it's, uh, I agree with that. You know, we were talking about last week, uh, I guess the only name I'm going to bring up is because it's the only one that I constantly mentioned the Sammy Guevara thing with AEW. Like everyone's right. like, Oh, you should be fired. He said this stuff. He said, you know, Oh, I'd rape her, you know, the Sasha Banks like, well, one, let's not pretend like he actually said he was going to rape her. It was, a stupid compliment, yes. which should not have been used. It's like saying you were going to drink a girl's bath water, right? Exactly. But at the same, but at the same time, he was 22. If I was ever judged for anything I did when I was 22 years old, I'd be an absolute piece of shit human being. Yeah. We're growing, and as long as you grow and get better, it's fine. You right. know? Do do I fully agree with how AEW handled him coming back and stuff? No. But that doesn't mean I feel like the guy himself needs to be belittled and made and uh, made an example of in such right. a way that is uh, that he loses his livelihood for it, dude. Right. He's grown up. That was four years ago. He's not said anything like that that you can find recent. You know, he made a he put out a stupid joke on Twitter about her looking like Ricochet when he had his long hair, and that's. Again, is it right? Maybe, whatever. It's very subjective, but it's not like he again came through with a whole rape line. So, no, you don't want to go too just, far. That's with an people. insult that he was doing, or he was trying yeah. to be funny, and it's just like, yeah, whatever, man. That's tongue-in-cheek, but that's that again goes to that mob mentality. People think they just they just want to tear other people down. It's weird because they think they're in the right. They're not in the right. I saw people... Uh, one girl said one girl tried to speak out against something and then another girl who was really spearheading this tried to shame her and then fans got on her were like you can't do that to her you know what I mean and it was uh, like yeah. it was like the just trying to out just the just and it was just ridiculous and it's that that mob mentality is sick and and, yeah. and, it, and sometimes it works in a good way. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes he just right. witch hunt, just a witch hunt. And that got squashed between him and Sasha. It got squashed Quick. publicly. So yep. there it is. So you, you have no say in it because it's between those two now. Like mm-hmm. we have no say in it. That's between them and it got taken care of. So this whole, you're ruining people's lives sometimes that don't need to be ruined. And yeah, people exactly. need to chill and ease back, especially some of these people. Cause I bet you, if we did some searching, we'd find some stupid shit on your end. So, and that's right. my biggest thing. People are such hypocrites a lot of times. And I know I've done and said stupid stuff, but I, I try to grow as an individual and be better. And 
be a good person because I want to be a good person. I don't want to be a bad person. And I don't want yeah. my friends to be that way. You know, I'll, I'll check my friends. If I'm like, dude, you shouldn't be saying shit like that. Or you, should, right. eh, you think you should be doing that? Because you don't know, you know, you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be like that. And, and it's just that mom mentality though, going back to that, that's just, sometimes it's too much. It, it, it's, it's sometimes it can work in a very positive way. And then others, man, it's just people witch hunting just for the sake of witch hunting. And they need to cut that out. Someone made mention, they were like, I'm pretty sure your podcast has said pretty bad things, uh, pretty worse things than what Sammy said. I was like, yeah, but the difference here is we tout ourselves as the most inappropriate pro wrestling show. Don't expect high mentality caliber stuff from us. We're idiots. We know we're idiots. Where's the line get drawn? You know what I'm saying? Where does it, where does it get drawn? Because sooner or later, it's you're going to be going after like I watch Eddie Murphy stand up from years ago and he was saying things that were offensive back then. Delirious. If you were to say, yeah, exactly. Delirious and raw. If you were to say any of that stuff now, it's like he'd be, you know, and I get it now. Over party. Yeah. But Dave Chappelle is, you know, he says a lot of stuff and, and, and people tried to cancel him, but it's, it's, it's comedy and it's, but where do you draw the line? Where is it offensive? Where is it not offensive? And some people have that false outrage where they're offended by everything. And that I've seen just some stuff and it's just like, why are you going after this person? Yeah. And like, well, people will try to dig up stuff from years ago, like the whole Kevin Hart. And they're like, you need to apologize for this. No, I'm not apologizing for it. I, I don't know, man. It's like, when do you start Grand Theft Auto? Is when is that going to be offensive? When are people going to go back after that? You know, when are people? Gonna, I, I just don't. I don't have too much fun on it. Can we not bring Grand Theft Auto into this? I, I know, but I that's like where do we? <laughs> there, where does the line get drawn? Because you could right go, anybody could go after anything. You know what I mean? And yeah. if if more if if you get a big enough if you get big enough people behind it. It's, then it becomes an issue, and then you have to yeah. listen to the masses because the masses are your consumer. And then it's like, well, we don't want to lose money, or we want to save face, or we want to do this, so we have to get rid of this person, or we have to do this. And it's just like, I don't know, man. I don't know what's right, what's wrong. Where it's like shades of gray, and I, to me, you know what I mean. Like, you should be able to joke around how you want on your show. And my opinion is you guys say, hey, we're offensive. So guess what? If, if someone's saying they're offensive and you're offended by it, don't listen to it because yeah. they're, they're literally warning you, we're going to you know, do this. If you're going to watch Dave Chappelle, you know he's going to say something offensive. Don't you know what you're getting into. Watch it. You know what I mean? Like I don't watch the president of the United States speak because I, I think a lot of things he's going to say I'm not going to agree with. And I think he's offensive in a lot of ways. And it's crazy because he's the president of the United States, so he shouldn't be that way. But I don't watch him because I know I'm going to get upset by it. So right. I, I can't, you know what I mean? And maybe that may be a little bit different because he helped, he holds a higher, I guess, you know, he's the president, for God's sake. So right. he shouldn't be saying stuff like that. But, but yeah, I'm not going to watch a comedian that I don't like who I think is offensive. If he's talking about racist stuff that I find offensive, I'm not going to watch it, you know? Right. Because I know that it's not appealing to me. Exactly. And, and if he was doing it outside of his comedy bit, like Hulk Hogan, when Hogan got caught saying that stuff, well, that's kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hogan got he caught dropping like, that's like not comedy. <clears throat> that's not subjective. That's him going in on something. And <laughs> right. he had every right to catch that heat. 
but yeah. uh, you know what I mean? So it's weird. Where do you draw the line and stuff? And it's so weird because if you get a mass of people coming after you, they, in the words of Paul Mooney, they'll come in and take your show. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's your ass right there. If, 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 if you offend they the right person, they will come. They will take your show. And uh, but they, <laughs> if you offend, if you guys offend somebody, and they get the masses. I see you. Yes, you know what I mean. I'm, I'm yeah. like, man, I was on that show. They got him. They took the show. <laughs> they got that <laughs> show. <laughs> let's uh, get off of uh, the seriousness of the world right now, and let's talk yes. about you again. Like you said. You have been thrown a bone due to COVID. It has brought you into having uh, a, a storyline along the lines of the finesse division champion, Chris Bay. You're going to be tagging with him this week, Tuesday, Impact Wrestling, Access TV, Twitch, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's right. You're going to be going up against TJP and Falaba. Tell me how you're feeling about this. What do you think is going to go on? You know, just, just talk about it, man. This is you. Uh, well, first, I'm going to put TJP, I'm going to put my, my guys over before we get into the wrestle speak. Chris Bay has only been wrestling for about, I think, four years, early 20s. The kid has such a bright future. You know, he knows himself and he's phenomenal in the ring and he's only going to get better. He's one of those guys that, I mean, there's a reason why he's the exhibition champion right now. TJP is one of those guys you get in the ring with and you think that you're good. You're like, man, I'm a pretty good wrestler. Then you get in the ring with TJP and you're like, man, I have a long way to go uh, because <laughs> TJ is unreal. Like the way he moves in the ring, the way he thinks, the way he, I learned so much in these past few set of tapings because he's on that next level. Like you're, you start off here, you get here. And then usually when you're on or you're a top guy in the Indies, you're here, Right. And then you start to get into TV and you start to work with guys like that and Rich Swan and Eddie Edwards, you know, then you're like, I need to be here. I need to be here because they're at that level. That's what TJP is. He's at that level to where, okay, that's a main event guy. And you realize you're not a main event guy yet. You're on the path there. You need to work with guys like him so you can learn how to be. And that's something that's, that's how, what I think of him. Then you have follow awesome. who's one of the most over people, in the company, not only that, but he's so versatile. He's so funny. The guy can do it all. And you have, then you have all of us in the ring. And I do want to say one thing. I, I want to give credit to myself in a sense where I don't want to feel like the only reason they're throwing me a bone is because of COVID. I want mm -hmm. to feel like it is because of everything they've thrown at me. I have excelled at it. You know what I mean? And right, I do yeah, feel I guess that. throwing a bone. Yeah, throwing yeah. A bone but I, I've said, like, the, hey, I said the same like thing. This guy, let's put right. him right here. Yeah. And it does. It has helped me as an individual because of COVID, because I'm not yeah. surrounded by the rest of the hit squad. Um, but I do know that the plan was to move me in my own direction before that. The seeds were planted in Atlanta with Gamma and myself, and then it just never, you know, bloomed because of COVID. Right. But, uh, I think people will be very entertained by this match. It's a lot of styles coming together and meshing real well. And I can't wait for people to see it. And I know a lot of people are excited for it. And I feel like the stuff that Chris and I have been doing has been really good. Like it started off with he's we're kind of annoyed with each other. It started off like in the, uh, I think it was rebellion when we had the, 
was it this, this, uh, exhibition match and we kind of, you know, um, he got the win because he, he took advantage of me. And then we had the tag match with him and Swinger and he fed me to, uh, Willie in order for him to get the win on Willie. But now it's like, Hey man, let's put bygones, be bygones. Let's work together. Mm-hmm. I'm chumming up to the champ. So I have a better spot, but also it's like Chris and I, we work well together. We just have this chemistry where it's, it, it just works. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I like that. And now it's like the dynamic of me trying to be, Hey man, look, what's up, buddy. What's up? And he's just like, Oh, Rohit. And then it's like, uh, he's annoyed, but he knows what I'm saying is true. And he knows I'll have his back, even though he doesn't want to admit it. And so mm-hmm. now you're, you're seeing this thing bloom. And I, <laughs> it's funny because he, I said, Hey man, we need a sweet tag name on Twitter. And he's like, no, we don't. And I'm like, yeah, oh. I saw that. and then I posted, Hey man, everybody, Chris said, it's cool that we need a sweet, <laughs> even though we didn't. So it's like that, God damn it. Why are you doing this? And people had some really good suggestions. So I, I, you know, I'm going to continue to build that and see how far I can take it. And so the tag match, I think, is going to be really sweet. Uh, you have an established tag team in Fala and TJP against two guys that aren't established, but against two guys as a tag team, but two guys that don't want to lose. And we especially don't want to lose to these two. So we're forced to work together. And because we want to have that, we want to win. And we want to make these guys, you know, look inferior to us. So we're right. going to do what we have to do and come together as a team to do that. So, and, and I think people will, they'll dig the match. I can't wait for people to see it. Uh, it I'm really looking forward to it, man. I became a fan of Chris Bay back. I uh, went to Vegas for uh, the, um, uh, one of the AEW shows, Cameron, Double or Nothing. Yeah, the first mm-hmm. Double or Nothing they were doing. And uh, my friends out there with pro wrestling scorecards that I want to talk real quick about in a second. Uh, they were doing something at the uh, uh, man. Why can't why is it off the top of my head right now? We were at Starcast, and they had a booth there. So, but they're into the indie wrestling scene there. So they took me to places, and there was one where I saw Bay wrestling. Uh, it was like the no ring, no nothing. They were wrestling inside of a bar. Right. So I watched him wrestle there. I, they put me onto orange Cassidy there. Uh, I, I fell into a lot of people that I was like, wow, I never heard of that. My friends at pro wrestling scorecards, uh, put me onto, but yeah, watching Chris Bay wrestle. I was just like, holy hell yeah. dude is good. He's right. Really good. And then all of a sudden he's in impact. And I was like, Oh man, I am so excited for this guy. So yeah, everything that you're saying about uh, about Bay is something that I felt just seeing him as a fan in the audience, right? And I do want to just qu- quickly mention the Pro Wrestling Scorecards guys because they've been doing scorecards for WWE, AW, and NXT events. They've been doing some NWA, but they're now going to be doing stuff for Impact Wrestling. And uh, it's really awesome. It's basically just like, you know, a pick them sheet with a whole bunch of extras and things like that. So I'm going to shoot you a link uh, after we get off of this because it's just, it's fun. It's your, it's fantasy football meets wrestling pay-per-views and whoever picks the best gets the best score. There's a reason. I'm the ring crew champion, you know, like you said. Oh, there it is. (laughs) (laughs) 
know, you know, I know you like to be friends with, you know, chummy with champs. So you can be as chummy as you want with me, brother. <laughs> oh, <saying>. my God. <laughs> That's it's beautiful, fantastic. isn't it? Right. Yeah. Our, our, our friends at Zebros put this together. They're the guys that actually uh, repainted the impact titles from when they were blue to now they're red. So they, yeah. uh, it's just, you know, comp- it's coming for a full circle with all it of this. It is man. coming for a circle. Man, maybe you'll have the Exhibition title on. I'm not so that down. I, I promise you, I'm way heavier than you think I am. <laughs> no <laughs> limits. No limits. No, tell them, Smitty. Uh, yeah, well, exhibition, uh, no weight classes, no limits. It's just anybody can have it. Brian Cage right. is the exhibition champion. That's right, Samoa Joe. Joe. One of the greatest to my wrestling ability. I I can, I can take a, I can take a kick that misses me really well. I've heard I fall very well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My kicks were issues, so. Look, hey man, it was it was GQ that just <laughs> mm-hmm. oh for full forearm, dude. <laughs> way way back in the day, man, we did we did stuff with Orlando, uh, the underground wrestling. Um, so yeah, man, dude, I'm really excited for this Tuesday. I'm really excited to be seeing you featured much more prominently. I think you are one of the guys that definitely deserve it, inside and outside of the ring. Just an all around great performer great talent great person on the mic great fucking human being just i will put you over to the end of the days man because you deserve every good thing that i have ever seen you get i'm like yeah he's deserved it give it to him some more i've never been shy about that i've always said you need that rocket strap you need to do be something and i think it's you know god willing man here it is you know yeah we'll see where it goes and um i'm just having fun in the meantime you know there was a while there, I was just like, where is this going, man? What are you guys doing with me? And I asked them, they're like, just keep going. And, and D'Lo would pull me aside. He's like, just keep working hard, man. And he told me the cream always D-Lo. rises to the top. And, dude, you know what the coolest thing about that is, like, being at Impact, um, and even in professional wrestling, especially now Impact, I get to chum it up with guys that I love watching and grew up watching. Like, I talked to David Penzer. You know, like on a first name basis, um, D'Lo Brown. I talk to him. That, that's my go-to guy anytime I'm frustrated or I have an idea or anything. I talk to RVD uh, anytime Sabu sees me, gives me a hug. These are guys that I was imitating in the backyard. These are guys that I grew up watching, and now I'm sitting here talking to them, and they're and they, you know, put me over. And to have that, you know, and D, like D'Lo knows my frustration because again, he was in the same role. He's like, I was surrounded by guys. He goes, I worked hard and, you know, he goes, what do you think they're going to do? You know, as I'm thinking I'm having my moment, but here comes the rock. He's on fire. He's like, and I never got my moment. And he's like, trust me. He goes, it may never happen. It may happen. He goes, but I'm just going to tell you, you need to keep working hard because the cream always rises to the top. He says, trust me on this. Just keep working hard. People know, you know, they see what you do. And even Bravo, he goes like, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man, people like you here. They really like you. It's just weird because I'm the type of person where I need that positive reinforcement. So if I'm doing well, I need to know that I'm doing well. But in this type of work, sometimes they won't tell you that, you know, they cater to, sometimes they cater to, I always say they have like, uh, I always just say a deck of cards. It's it's, it's a deck of cards and they have certain ones in their hand. And these are the ones they cater to. And I'm not in the hand, but that doesn't mean that, you know what I mean? It doesn't, I, I've been told like your cards there, trust me, they pick it up and put it down. They pick it up and they put it down pretty much. They know your worth. 
They just right. haven't pulled the trigger on you yet. And they, they just tell me, and that, that was good to hear. And I need to hear that. Cause I, man, it's been bittersweet. Like I'm like, these guys are just doing nothing with me. They're just using me as this job, dude. And now, and I, I had people pull me aside and explain it to me. Look at the roles you've been in. It'll get better. Just keep hustling. So that's what I'm, right. I've been trying to be very positive about it. And it's bittersweet. Wrestling can be bittersweet, but being able to talk to guys like D'Lo and stuff like that, it's amazing because like I, like I always tell, and Rhino too, you know, in my garage, I still have their action figures in there somewhere. And that's so (laughs) cool to me that I I talk to them on a first name basis or text them. And it's unreal, man. It's, it's, uh, it's really crazy, man. Cause you you know, you talk about D'Lo was thought he had a shine and then all of a sudden the rock blew up, but it's still at the same time, everyone knows D'Lo. You know Everyone saying? It's, Everybody he's, knows he's still this. a legend. Yeah, you know, talking he, about the real deal now. <laughs> hey, I watched him wrestle last night on Talking Shop Mania. <laughs> How was that? I heard it was horrible, it was good. but in a good way. Oh, yeah, very. It was the worst pay-per-view ever, but it was amazing. <laughs> That's what I heard, yeah. What was it on? Fight uh, TV. Fight TV was, for okay. like 15 months. Okay. Um, That's another. An hour. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I'll say it's about an hour and a half long, and it's um, from start to finish. It, it's great. What was uh, Johnny Swinger doing on there? That's one of my favorite people right now. <clears throat> uh, he was all over the place. I mean, he was. They. Uh, the, it's hard to explain because the way they shot it, but uh-huh. he was in a lot of different skits throughout the paper. Man, Swinger's. I don't know if you guys. Man, Swinger's that guy. Him and Johnny Bravo every week are literally the funniest thing. To me, they're so entertaining. Look at Wrestle House right Wrestle now. Dude. Wrestle. I want to ask about that. Like, yeah. Dude, I was supposed to be a part of that. I was supposed to be a part of that. And I remember Jake and I, cousin Jake, we were just like, dude, this is going to be lame as hell. I don't want to, you know what I mean? And, but then I was like, you know what? We're going to make the best of it. And then Jimmy Jacobs was just like, hey, man, we're pulling you from Wrestle House. We're having you do exhibition stuff. I was like, okay, cool. I'm down with that, you know? And right. then Jake's like, man, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to like this. And he did it. And I hit him up. I said, how was it? He's like, dude, it was pretty funny. He said, we filmed so much stuff. He said, but it's it's going to be hilarious. And then I watched them, like the intro they filmed. And yes. I was watching the stuff they did. I was like, this is hilarious. It's so yeah. entertaining. It's like you want a real show of this now. Yeah, it reminds me of surreal life with wrestling. And that's exactly what it is. When it was explained to us, it was like, it's the real world except wrestling. And it, it was... It was amazing, man. And I, I can't believe like how well it turned out and it's and stuff like that. We don't get any credit for stuff like that. Right. We were doing this stuff and we don't get any credit. And it's so entertaining. <laughs> Although, I've always but, said like impact you know, was, was they were like ahead of the curve when it came to cinematic matches and things of that sort. Delete the whole delete stuff, man. And yep. You know, and no one wants to give us credit for that. And um, even the stuff with the undead realm, with the uh, stuff with like Sue Young and yes, yeah. when Allie when when they had the uh, Demon Bunny uh, yep. gimmick with Allie and uh, and Rosemary, like I say, they were ahead of the curve with stuff like like Impact has always been ahead of the curve. Because I have been a champion and an advocate for Impact since we started this show. I appreciate and, it. Uh, you know it's true. Shut the fuck up, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I just started watching. I just started yeah. watching. I watched Slammiversary, and then I instantly upgraded my cable package so I could watch weekly. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what? And that's all we ask is people give us a chance, and we hope we, you catch it on a good day. Man, I, I just – the wrestlers there, 
Ethan Page, Josh Alexander, Rich Swan, Willie Mack, the Rascals. Uh, then you have Eddie Edwards. Uh, Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan. All of the ladies there. Uh, and then you got Gallows now. You got Heath. You got my. You get all this talent, but you have our core group, the Deaners. These are all great workers. You know, mm-hmm. whatever role they're put in, whether we're jobbing out or whatever, people don't realize. They just see what you see on TV, but they don't realize how great of a roster we have. And you could put us anywhere, and we're yeah. gonna do. We're gonna do good things. And yep. it's like we just don't get that credit. I just want people to at least give us a chance and 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 catch us on when we're doing something good or groundbreaking. And I guarantee you're gonna like you're gonna be like, well, I want to see more of that. And you gotta go in there with a, a, an empty cup. You can't go in there with this this, you know mentality of, of what you think something should yes, be. Yes, you gotta go accept in there it glass, for what it is. You gotta go in there glass, you know, empty. You can't go in there half full because when you do that. You're going to be like, I guarantee you're going to be like, this is entertaining. There's something yep. different here. Well, let me check this out from week to week. You might not like everything, but like I said, I don't like everything on AEW. I don't like everything on WWE, but there are things that I do enjoy. Right. It's, it's and, best, you know, we were talking about it the other day. Like, Impact is what really started the women's revolution in wrestling. And yeah. it has kept it up until even now. Slammiversary. Yeah. Jordan Grace and Deanna Perrazzo. Awesome. Uh, a lot of people champion as the best match. I thought it was the best match of the whole card. And, right? and Meltzer it, gave it a 2.75, which I thought was such an insult. And you know, like, I was. Just, if it's not AEW, you're not getting five stars. If you're not. Yeah, it's like, you know, stop, like, stop being a mark. You know what I mean? Right. I know you're, I know he's, a, I, know, I get he's a mark, but don't be that type of mark where if you want to transcend or elevate yourself as you're this wrestling guru, then be a wrestling guru. And give right. credit where credit's due. And he didn't yep. at all. And that was just insulting to me. Very. All right. Rohit, man, thank you again so much for coming on. We said we were going to talk about 20, 25 minutes. And as always, we went way the hell over. We've been talking for about an hour, brother. So I'm going to let you go. I appreciate you got a it. Kitchen to, you got a kitchen to paint, brother. I do. You got I some have. real life issues and everything. Man. <laughs> I have adultivity <laughs> to do. <laughs> I got to do that. So so they can find you on Twitter at Hakeem Zane, on Instagram at Raju Zane 80. And make sure you check, check out this man's pro wrestling tea, tea store, prowrestlingtees.com slash Rohit. Hook that man up. He's got some great looking merch, including yes. some of Dragon Ball Z style stuff that yes. uh, I'm actually on it right now. I'm not even kidding. So I was going to buy. Oh, a shirt. sweet. I, Thank I, you. There's a I, sale coming up. There's a 20% off, uh, 20% off sale. So uh, wait. I can't remember when that's coming no, up. No, I don't want to wait. I, we also have a pro wrestling tea stores, and that means it cuts into our profit. So no, mm. I'm not going to wait for that sale. I'm going to go right at you, dog. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> I'm going to take care of you because as always you've taken care of us this is the third time you've been on this show you're the first Appreciate ever guy that we've ever interviewed but man you're coming back you are rising in the wrestling like you like you said D'Lo said the cream always rises to the top and you are the cream my friend you are honestly the cream cream always rises to the oh, top yeah, oh, yeah. 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 It. like impact is your coffee <laughs> That's yeah, right. right my coffee we stir it up a little bit yeah alright a little mocha <laughs> skin okay Oh, the, mo- the mocha skin, the mad dragon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate you. Uh, Impact's already done that gimmick already. Yeah, you know, <laughs> funny quick story before I go. We were supposed to do the TNA thing in Florida, WrestleMania weekend, and I was trying to get booked on it. I said, guys, if you don't have a spot for me, just let me come down and be the brown machismo. And I said, yeah, <laughs> that's it. I said, 
You're not going to get Jay Lethal back for Black Machismo. Let me be Brown Machismo. People will get it. And then Monty Brown can come out and pounce me if you can get Monty to come out or have Rhino <laughs> come out and gore me. You know what I mean? Just let me cut right. a promo as a Brown Machismo. It'll get over and then I'll get whatever. You know what I mean? So right. it just didn't, didn't happen. So. Fucking COVID. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All I right, honestly bro. appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you, brother. We'll talk to you later, man. Peace out. Later. He's leaving the meeting. <laughs> <What are you laughs> talking about me. Thanks. Wait, wait, the anti shit. Wait for him to go. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Love you, that wasn't a midget stripper. <laughs> right. That was a midget. <laughs> no. Love Rohit, man. Rohit is amazing. Uh, boys, uh, we, I said we wanted to do this for like an hour. Obviously that conversation was the hour in itself. Um, let's end this on that, man. Uh, end it on a real high note impact wrestling. You can check out every week, 8 PM Eastern standard time on access TV or on Twitch. If you don't have access TV and if you don't want to upgrade your cable package, uh, because you want really good internet. So it gives you access TV, then please go check them out on Twitch TV. Because Impact's Twitch stream uh, gives it every week as well. You do not even need the television stuff. Plus, they have all kinds of old school stuff. So, maybe tell them what Twitch has for Impact. So, Twitch, uh, instead of getting commercials, you get Melissa Santos doing play-by-play for commercial breaks. Okay. Um, and they show the, bro- the weekly broadcast on his, regular, on his regular scheduled time. And pretty much the Twitch stream is always showing classic Impact stuff. Like, you'll get like an hour of per angle matches or... You can get an hour of the machine guns, and they'll have like moments and flashback and throwbacks to uh, so, some of the great TNA moments, impact moments throughout the company's history. Whether it's a six sided era, so people people knock the Hogan Bishop era, but they still had some pretty good matches going on around that time. And pretty so, it, it's a lot of it's, it's, it's a lot of good content that goes on through the Twitch stream. Yeah, and on access, if something's better on, they don't switch your time slot like WWE does. <laughs> you know, you know, like SmackDown doesn't come on till one o'clock in the morning because nobody wants to watch WWE and everyone who wants to watch baseball, right? Mm. Just saying, just saying. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for paying attention. Thank you again to Rohit for coming on. Honestly, it's always a fucking pleasure to talk to him. Make sure you check out all of his stuff. Definitely go get your pro wrestling tees. I'm literally purchasing one as as we talk. I'm not just telling you to do it because I won't do it. I'll obviously do it. But I believe – let me uh, shoot Dave a text. I don't know if Dave is here currently because he said he was going (laughs) to run upstairs. So I'm going to shoot him a text saying we're finishing up. Uh, Z, what – what would you do? You suggest that everyone goes get that Talking Shop of Mania uh, pay per view. Uh yes. Uh, it, partly because it's only fifteen dollars. Um, mm-hmm. It again it toted as the worst pay per view ever. It met all the standards for that, and it was it, it was amazing. It was I I cannot speak high you know highly enough of it. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And for the price, I mean, you're going to get an hour and a half and you're going to be thoroughly entertained from start to finish. Uh, it's well. Oh, I think Z, Z froze. froze. Z froze. <laughs> he's frozen. Frozen. He's the frozen one. <laughs> 
Hey, oh, we in that four Z this. Oh, there he's back. He's back. <laughs> what? Dude, you <laughs> fucking cut out for 30 seconds. You were just stuck. You were frozen. <laughs> that that kept happening during the interview. You guys would all freeze and I'd be like, uh, hopefully it comes back. I thought my phone was dying. I had to check my battery to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, it must it must be your shit. I might be. I, I have no idea. But yeah. anyways, worth the money. Spend the 15 bucks. Be entertained. Yeah. All right, guys, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for us. Make sure you check out Chalk Talk and Shop Mania. Make sure you check out Impact, Impact Wrestling. Dude, you can even get a subscription for Impact Plus. It's the exact same price you would have paid for ROH, which is stupid. Don't ever do anything for ROH. Don't give them money. Give it to Impact. $9.99 plus you get the first 30 days for fucking free. Same thing. So you can watch older stuff and get you caught up in everything that's going on on Impact, so Impact Plus. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for paying attention. We are your ring crew. Smith Foley. That's better. I mean, not yeah. great, but better. Right. Uh, I'm yeah. just, I'm just Z. <laughs> He's a frozen one. And He's me, the all Mikey one and current ring crew champion, Mikey himself. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again so much for paying attention to us. We are out.